Ani, hello. My name is Grace, joined by my co-host, Quizans. And we're so glad that you're listening to Call Her Auntie podcast number two. So a little recap, we're just your northern girls trying to live our best life in Toronto. We're here to help you through those dreadful morning commutes to hear Quay out through things you may be experiencing because Quay and I have both been there. So here we are with episode number two. Yeah. And we're so excited. I was saying how excited I was um, about our first one being aired and the amount of people that have like reached out to us and like <laughs> just been I don't just awesome. Like if you're listening right now, you're awesome. <laughs> Grace was so excited to like launch everything, but I was like so nervous because I'm like, oh, I don't know how many people like can relate. Like can, how many people related to like the whole res dog reference like i don't know how res dogs are in your community but <laughs> maybe they're nice <laughs> maybe they don't chase you and you have to yell at them and have to pick up a fake rock <laughs> but um everyone could relate and i'm so glad um i'm still a little bit nervous but i'm really excited to continue this with grace and you guys yeah and i think it was it, it was just we just had to push ourselves like i know the editing for the last one like the beginning felt so awkward and robotic <laughs> and we're getting the hang of it so hopefully it's a bit better in your headphones or however your speaker in your car in your car hopefully you sound good but it was like hard to edit awkward points because like you couldn't edit so i was like crap this sounds bad and quay <laughs> was like laughing she's like thought it sounded good i thought it sounded so good like i don't know how to work on editing and stuff and all her little sounds and everything was really good yeah, so keep following us, DM us. If you want to hear us say, at, like, talk about certain things, um, let us know. Like, we want to be really engaging on online and really hear you out and what you have to say because we really want to be what you guys want us to be. <laughs> I don't know if that made sense. No. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it, like, the last episode... If you listen to other podcasts, we could have been a little rough around the edges, but like like our posts were saying, like we're we're all a little rough around the edges, so it's fine. Yeah, and I also think that our last podcast it sounded so robotic just because of the jobs that we're in. We're so used to like an elevator pitch or like talking about a certain way or like how branding is for our our department, and so it was just like. We went into presentation mode, kind yeah, of. Yeah. And we're like, oh, wait, no, we don't have to sound like this. I think that's, honestly, this is kind of why I, like, wanted to start the podcast, because I, I don't get to see Quay too often, so I was like, oh, a podcast will just be fun. Reason to get together. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, let me rope her in yeah. to hang out with me and trick her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trick you to hang out with me. And, well, it worked. <laughs> yeah, so here we are um, on today's podcast. We have a couple things we want to talk about. Um, well, we already talked about how excited we were about episode one. We want to talk about our role models. So, And we want to talk about Netflix. Netflix. It's like Netflix and chill season. Wait, no. Cuffing season's over. And right now it's like trade deadlines, isn't it? Trade. Okay, well, Grace, you're married. So like, <laughs> trade deadlines? Trade deadlines. Like, what? Valentine's a trade deadline where you can like swaps not swap but like get out of relationships and like before it's too late before you're cuffed and locked in I didn't, 
Okay, this is actually news to me. Okay, oh, but deadline. yeah, train oh deadline. So like God. in the fall when it gets a little cold, that's like cuffing season. Okay, I, I kind of knew that, yeah. And then like over Christmas break, you like walk it in with one person and then like it's up until Valentine's, like that's the trade deadline. Yeah. If they if they act up, if they mess up, you can like kick them to the curb. <laughs> I mean, you could always kick them to the curb, but like in terms of like the season, that's the trade deadline. And so all you, if any of you guys are listening, if after um, February 14th, if you don't hear from your girl you were talking to, you got traded. <laughs> so so Netflix and chill personal level <laughs> are, are you trading <laughs> okay personal level I'm not trading okay okay yeah, okay. yeah. that's good well he has a month so <laughs> he has a month to step up his game so <laughs> oh my god are what? you are you gonna you you're like you have signed him in for like a five five plus year deal this is like <laughs> Yeah, he's locked. He's locked in for more. Yeah, he's locked in for. That's like a that's like a Nike sponsorship kind of thing that you have with him. Like he's he's committed to the brand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny. Okay, anyways, let's talk. Let's get into this. Um, let's get into role models. <laughs> Grace, do you know who my role model is? Tell me. <laughs> it's you. Wow. <laughs> okay, no, it is. Like if it is, it is you. If we were to talk about like. If I could imagine myself being like younger, being like risky, coming to Toronto, and then like finding the love of my life and like having okay, a kid. Yeah. Well, okay. Besides <laughs> the last two things, it was you, y'all okay. coming to Toronto. Yeah, at 23. You came at like 19. That's yeah. only like four year, four or five years difference, but that's still like, that's still a big, oh, it's really young. That's what I mean about like stepping out of your comfort zone is you don't know like what the hell you're doing but yeah and you and that's kind of like the exciting part is you don't know (laughs) that's what's exciting (laughs) (laughs) but no like really like i i didn't know what to expect when i moved down to toronto and just even jumping in with this podcast like we're reaching people like like wherever like we've had listeners from the states like from new zealand and like we're like who do we know over there? Because it's like my dad listened. That was like one listener, <laughs> and my mom listened. Our parents are the one listeners. We forced our our work colleagues to listen. No, but think how <laughs> cool that is. That like we're like we've jumped out of our comfort zone, and we love talking to each other. And like <laughs> you guys, it sounds like you guys are like liking us. So I mean, to go back onto the role model, <laughs> we could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> It's episode two plummet. <laughs> um, but who is your like role model? Okay, stop okay. gushing about me <laughs> enough. But really, who's your role model? Okay, for real, my role model. Um, growing up, it, it was always my mom. She is like the youngest, one of the youngest of her like eight siblings. She moved across the province from Ontario to Quebec to pursue education with her her older sister. Um, Did she speak French? No, she didn't. Oh. <laughs> so like that, she like jumped into Quebec and like went to school there. And my mom went on to go to different, um, she got her degree in a lot of things. She had a lot of degrees or maybe two. And then she did her master's. And I always saw her like working hard, getting the job done, getting up, going for runs. 
and now that I now that I run more often and like I'm an adult and I'm, I remember being like 10 and being like oh I just want to go on a 5k with her but now that I'm older I'm like why do I want to drive not drive why do why do I want to run with this like five-year-old dragging behind me <laughs> but back then I'm like oh I can do it I can run with you mom um but seeing her do all that stuff and even like seeing her because my little brother was he's not little he's like 21 but having him ten, my mom having him 10 years after me and my older brother were born so I'm the middle child of two boys so that was a <laughs> that's a real dynamic but <laughs> um there's a big age gap between me and our younger brother and seeing her like even raise him and how she was so strategic in the way that she raised each of us because she respected our individuality and like how our certain personalities were and her having that type of like emotional intelligence academic intelligence and like um the type of relationship and strong marriage that she built with my dad i really she was my role model but if i were to think like outside i feel like all the women in my family are also very strong like my grandma she was very strong my auntie and we um, kind of like we've had to be strong like we've had yeah. to be like the women had to be that backbone for our family like my role model is totally my mom too mm-hmm. and like i'm kind of growing up in like so grateful for a life that i'm able to make for myself and it seemed kind you know like, it's it, 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 i can see how it would seem easy it seems easy like my they mom they make it seem easy my mom she like when i look back and it was so hard and um like there's like addiction issues mm-hmm. in my like in our family that my mom had to put up with and alcoholism and just all of this that i think every person I has think to go through a and, lot of families like can relate to that yeah and i think that like when i think about those type of issues in my family my mom and my dad put up these really healthy barriers about like if there's going to if we're going to go to this family event and there's going to be drinking like we're going to leave early or if we're going to go to a wedding with our kids and there's going to be drinking we're going to leave after dinner like they put up such strong healthy barriers and um they like they made it seem so easy doing that and they just made it seem like I guess like when you have kids too in grace, maybe you can say more like mm-hmm. once you have a kid though, it's like it just gets done. There's no like hard thing about it once you have a baby of your own. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like it's so it's it's hard to be a parent. Like now that I am one, he's three years old, there's so much that I want to like protect him from and him not to struggle through. And you know, I think that's really how we're getting through so much of the history that came on to us and it's just like really our mothers just plowing through every barrier that is in their way to give each of us a better life and it just makes me so happy like you're gonna be such a great mom one day and I hope I'm being like a good mom to Nico and you are like that's really like if we can all just all indigenous women just stand together and support each other like we really can change our world Mm mm-hmm when we yeah when we do that we can change the world but i think like all mothers together need to like help each other out no matter your your background or aunties or your aunties aunties. so (laughs) listen to us carefully (laughs) (laughs) okay but you know who else was my role model growing up so growing up i think 
I can't remember which Olympics it was, but it was like right at right around the Olympics when like Winique was like you know Winique Horn Miller. She was like the really the biggest um, Olympian in my mind. Yeah. But I was like this ten nine year old girl, and like my mom brought home Time magazine, and she's like, "This woman is native too, and she's in the Olympics, and like you can get there too." My mom really pushed me to do like a single person sport, like running and swimming and stuff. But I was like. I just wanted to hang out all, all the time with yeah. like, <laughs> girls. <laughs> and that's how we're, we are at work. So Quay's in sports. It was in sports and is in sports. And I was too. Like we both are were varsity athletes. And so when in even in our <laughs> in the work environment, we're like inching our computers like closer together. It's like we like, want to like. You want to go for coffee? Yeah, I want to go for coffee. You want to go to this? Yeah. <laughs> want to have a walking meeting? All right, let's walk together. Like, we're just finding any way to be together. But yeah, so keep talking about Winnie. Oh, yeah. Winnie, she's so... The stuff that she's done, like, is amazing. How she advocates for Indigenous communities. And like, hey, so the big thing was I... When I was 9 or 10, I just saw this Mohawk woman. I didn't know she was Mohawk then. I just knew she was Native. This Native girl, like, trained her ass off. She worked so hard and she made the Olympic team and she made the cover of a magazine. And that kind of like um, started, not a fire, but like gave me motivation to be like, yo, if I want to make it in like basketball or volleyball, I have to like train my ass off. So when I was, when we moved to Garden River, cause I lived off the reserve for a little bit in Ottawa. So when we moved to Garden and like I was older, I'd be like, okay, let me just, run laps around the basketball court because on my res where I am, I live by the basketball course. So that's probably why I went more towards basketball than volleyball. But I was like, okay, I gotta go shoot a hundred shots. I gotta go run laps around the court. And then well, I don't know why I did this, but like once I learned what suicides were, I would like do suicides on my own. And it was just cause I wanted to go as far as she did. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> So I only went to like the OCAA level, but that's that's still pretty good. And it got me through university, so all that dedication and like re- all that training alone helped me to be like resilient in school and resilient and like not giving up on my dreams and like not just like giving up. Yeah, and I think that's like um, so important just to know that like, hey, she did it. Yeah. Like I can do it, and like I wish, I wish there's more. Like honestly, that's kind of why. I, it's so important for us to like get our voices out there because little girls need to hear from you even if you're just a role model in the community mm-hmm. like as long as you're you're doing like a like a positive impact someone's gonna notice like you have eyes on you all the time I tell that about um like my son and his dad and I'm just like you know he loves you so much he's so close with his uncles and I'm like you guys are so important to him like he's really looking up to you and um what was that quote there's like a meme or something like you don't know who's watching you so you can't like stop like you can't stop going because you don't know who's watching you yeah yeah i know like one of my role models to other role models too and of course it's a woman in my family is my grandmother um she um she like got married young had kids with my grandfather they started a business um my grandfather passed away and she ran this business all by herself and i just think like wow if if she can do it like anyone can and like i just want to be like her (laughs) also like when you think about it like 
think back to before like 20 years ago and these people made these big moves in business or they launched these big businesses and they didn't have like a high school diploma it was just pure like drive and pure dedication and pure commitment to the dream and they were gonna make it work exactly yeah like there was no there was no fail they're just gonna make it work yeah i know it's so important somebody else another one of my role models and i think you agree is um cindy blackstock so yeah we actually met her today (laughs) yeah we met her today she's so cool in person um but she's another person it was like she's this witching girl I don't know if I said that right, but I'm sorry if I didn't. (laughs) But she's like from BC and we heard her speak today. And like this other res chick, like got her bachelor's degree at like UBC. And then she got like two masters and then did like PhD work at U of T. And now she's making these big changes. And like she was working and growing up and being like, oh, I gotta support the people who are making change and like I gotta there's gonna be there needs to be change but I'm just gonna keep doing my work and then one day she's like yo no one's making the change so I'm gonna do it and she like just did it and let the change and there was no other option yeah I know she was she was so amazing and like and we met Wanique too um a couple months back and just Wanique and Cindy like they're just so <coughs> approachable like they've been so yeah like they're your friends yeah what I really like about them and I don't know if it's because they're they've had more years experience than we have but like I feel that what they say is what I'm thinking and what I'm trying to get across but they're so eloquent and they're so like <clears throat> to the point and like hard-hitting with facts and I'm like if I were to if I were to try to talk about the same thing I'd be like yo child child protection services suck (laughs) and then that would be the end of my point but like cindy black sucks like (laughs) or we'd be like you don't know the struggle (laughs) no (laughs) yeah we'd say something like that but like cindy was talking and she's like any over representation is not the population problem that's the population it's the problem of the system that they're in and like, I probably didn't say that right, but the way she actually said it, it was like, to the point, straight facts, and just so intelligent. Yeah. So where we want to leave that off with is, if you have a role model, like, let us know. Like, I think it's so important for us to, um, like, it, I mean, it could, it, be could be your, it could be your mother, it could be anyone. It could be a public figure, but I just think it's so important that we have someone to look up to. And we um, want to know who it is. So when we make the post, tag your role model underneath our post if they're on Instagram or write their name if they're your grandma. Because like, if you want to tag your girlfriend that you look up to or like your sister that you look up to, like, let it be known. Like, let everyone know who you look up to, and so so we can just like send them more love and support. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we're here for. Like, I yeah. think we all need to stick together. Um, okay, so Netflix and chill. Back to that. <laughs> Back what to is that. the training? Are the you training? Enjoy- no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you mean for cuffing season? The training. training. The training for cuffing season is that you have to. Oh, no, I know. I know. <laughs> you just like it. I'm like, okay. Uh... What, um, have you watched, like, any 
Have you finished any Netflix shows since January 1st? Well, I mean, I just want to talk about really quick. And I know everyone has different opinions on this show, but on like December, whatever Christmas day was, and like when you dropped, you um, season two dropped, I watched that like within a day. You watched the first season a no, while back? A while back. Oh. And then I watched the second season when it dropped. And I watched it. I didn't even know of the first season. I only saw like everyone talk about you second season and yeah. I watched one and two literally right away. I was so, if you haven't watched it, I'm going to spoil it for you, but I was so cheesed at Joe when he didn't love love. I'm like, this chick just killed for you after you were, like, murdering people for her. Yeah. You can't just, like... Spoiler alert. Like, this is the very last episode. <laughs> <laughs> you can't love her back? I know. Well, that's his problem. But you know what I thought? This is my conspiracy theory. So conspiracy theory is that... Did we come up with this conspiracy together? No, I'm telling you right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you still in my words? <laughs> I know who I am. <laughs> okay. Okay, tell me your conspiracy. Okay, I think that Joe changed his identity. Obviously, he did, but like... To Will? He changes his No, no, okay. <laughs> Before he became Joe, he was Dan Humphrey from Gossip Girl. And he... So, he was in high school. Dan Humphrey made this crazy, like, site for... And, and was yeah, like, he was Gossip Girl. So he made this crazy platform to stalk his crush, Serena. And then they graduated. They went to university. Years later, he had to move to whatever city you first, the season one was in. And B. Yeah. Oh, fuck. It's New York. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Move to the Lower East Side, not the Upper East Side. <laughs> and change his name and meet these new people because Serena put like a restraining order on him. And that, wow. and then he did the same thing, but worse because he's an adult and killed the first girl. Mm, and then back. he back, and then he had to move to LA because finally they're like, Dan, get the hell out of New York. And so then he was in LA, and he's carrying on his life in LA, but he's really Dan Humphrey. That's my conspiracy theory. Okay, the amount of like facts in that though is not a conspiracy. <laughs> like the fact that I bridged from Gossip Girl, that's like. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I told you. Okay, you have to like. You oh heard. My God. You heard it here first, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm actually shocked right now. It's the truth. Now I'm gonna watch Gossip Girl. I I I didn't really know who. Did you see that post on Facebook where it's like Netflix is making me? Um, no wonder I like uh, toxic men because of Netflix, <laughs> like the Aaron Hernandez, like good-looking guy. What who's the other one? Oh yeah, that great guy. Um, Bundy. Not that he's like good looking, but like maybe oh, back toxic, then he yeah. was. But he's toxic. Mm-hmm. And same mm-hmm. with Joe's toxic. Joe's toxic. And, uh, those toxic role models. <laughs> <laughs> Romantic, like ideas. No. Um, I was actually just saying today how I'm just so tired. So I'm just so drained. So you that show was really easy for me to get into uh-huh. um it was just really easy to follow and i really i really loved it and then quay and i because we were talking where we tried to get into witcher oh yeah and i just don't know if our brains like okay. can absorb that information because <laughs> i was 
was just like blankly staring at the screen. I think episode two, not one of the was good. <laughs> I think that we're very intelligent women, but we think so hard at work. <laughs> and then we come home and we have to think so hard about our lives that when we turn on Netflix, we're like, I can't figure out another, <laughs> another dimension, another world. And then, yeah. So if you can follow The Witcher, I think that you have you should be proud of yourself because you have a very yeah. complex brain that can follow those. So lately, oh, I've been because uh, like I'm like screw it, I don't even want to try to get into something this late. Uh, we've been watching a lot of well, I've been watching. Um, stand-up comedy on netflix which has been so like there's some really good ones on there um and then even like so my husband's really into soccer and i'm like just put some soccer on like i don't even care just so i can like blankly stare at the screen and not like think about anything um is there any other like netflix things you're into wait wait i did we did watch the aaron hernandez one which is crazy. I haven't watched that one yet. It's kind of freaky. It's only three episodes. Oh. But it's, yeah, it's totally freaky. Um, okay, so outside of Netflix, I also have Prime, or Amazon Prime. And I was, I got into Threshold. And I'm, if Threshold, like, okay, I think I like this because I like to imagine that I'm this, like, I could be this, like, sleeper secret agent that, like, all of a sudden I can turn on and I'll have these crazy, like, martial arts moves that I'll be able to, like, kill and, like... In your sleep? Not in my sleep, you know, because like, in, in the in the show... No, in real life. <laughs> in real life? <laughs> yeah, in real life. In real life, I feel like maybe there was one year where, like, I was a teenager and it's just blacked out of my mind and I went into, like, CSI training because... You never know when, <laughs> when I'm gonna have to be like I'm a sleeper agent on that, and you never know when I'll have to be turned oh, on. You're saying <laughs> secret agent? No. I thought I thought you're saying Maybe yeah, I'm no, a, no, 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 sleeping agent. No, a sleeper agent. It's because oh, it's like right. they're hypnotized or whatever into oh. not knowing their their skills in life and being normal individuals, and then all of a sudden, yeah, this thing gets sent to you, and it's like a trigger, and then you're like, I'm FBI. Well, wait, no, what's that movie with um? Yeah, it's like a it's like a theme in movies and, and shows. Yeah, but the one with Scarlett Johansson, where oh. her brain, because our brain is only at like uses like forty percent of its capacity. But <laughs> <laughs> not just us, but like everyone. That if in fact, if our brains did use like all, like every single power it can. Lucy? Yeah, it's that oh. one. It's crazy to think that. So her. Her brain, I think she gets injected with some stuff, actually goes, like, uses 100% oh. of its, like, energy. Yeah. And, like, she's got, like, she, I don't even know. I can't I, even, I can't even comment. So, my middle, one of my middle names is Lucy. So, Ooh. maybe I'm a secret, is... secret agent. Maybe it's me. I like to think it's me. And I'm going to start um, a revolution. I'm going to start, like, um, I'm going to be a big change maker. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the whole time Quay's been talking about this, I've been like kind of giggling, and Quay's been very serious about it. So, yeah, who knows? <laughs> well, I'm not putting you down. You are, you are teaching. But this, <laughs> but the reason I think I that I think I want to be like a secret agent or something is because growing up, my older brother played like um, 007 Goldeneye a lot. Oh. <laughs> so having an older brother that like 
influenced like what things that I did like how we played hide and seek how we like played games and stuff mm-hmm. so <laughs> yeah that's I think that's why yeah so um this is the end um we're almost at our time so we just want to end um like how we're going to end every podcast with um if you want to you're listening to us um you're done listening to us and then you want to you want to talk you want to listen to us again rewind (laughs) (laughs) but the hope for wellness helpline offers immediate help to all indigenous people across canada it's available 24 hours a day seven days a week to offer counseling crisis intervention you can call the toll-free helpline at 1-855-242-3310 or connect to the online chat at hopeforwellness.ca um and also remember that on january 29th it's bell let's talk day so really we i really want to help end the stigma about mental health and like um emotional health wellness and stuff like that and if you need to go to a counselor or see or you're having like you're going through it right now we really want to like get you back into talking to someone opening up and sharing what you're going through because talking about it will help so Mm -hmm. definitely call the toll-free helpline again it's 1-855-242-3310 or connect online also, if you're in the Toronto region, you can contact Anishinaabe Health and all you have to do is an intake form and then you have to book your time with um, a counselor, a traditional healer or a therapist. If you're in the Hamilton region, we can we can link that information next time. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we'll talk to you again. Yeah. And make sure that you tag your role model in our re- mo- most recent post for this podcast so we can show them some love. All right, see you guys. Bama pee. Bama pee.